You're listening to Mutiny Radio. This is Global Val here. Common Thread Collective is coming up next, so please stay tuned. And uh, if you want, you can even come down and join us. We're at the corner of 21st in Florida. And you can bring your music, your poetry, your activism, your what have you. Anything you want to contribute to the, uh, well, Where you go, I go there too. I everything I do. I'm always loving you. In the lightning flash, when the wind is fierce, as the storm blows by. Tell me I'm too old to play You know, Mr. 
c'est We're do, doing a little mic check. Oh, you know what? This is kind of weird. I can't hear anything. There we go. Now do it again. Would you please? That's what he said. Yeah. Check, 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 check. That's check, mic one. Check. Beautiful. Check. Yep. Yeah, we're good. Mic one. I'm going to assume this is two. We're going to see. Two, check, two, two, check, check, check. All right, check. that's number three. That's 
<laughs> what do you know? Check, 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 check. Microphone, check. Hello. Hasta la vista. Check, check, check. Wait, now that's Increase three. The piece. That's Are three. You Can you try the other one again? Because I thought the other one was three. <laughs> I thought the other one was three. The second one, the one on the arm that's... Check. Check. Okay, that's three. Check. That's okay. that's definitely three. And now let's try the tall one again. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Okay, check. that's really strange. Check. I've got check. two of them coming through three. I don't know how that's possible. That's really outside of my wheel well. I don't know what to do. Well, we'll just we'll just call it a little miracle for now, and we'll check the other one. Let's check this one then. That's right. <laughs> Folks, if you're tuning in, the Common Thread Collective is getting set up, as you can hear. And uh, we're doing what we do. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. Check, 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 check. Okay, sir. that's two, that's check, two, check. that's two. That's mic two, it's good? That's mic two, that's okay. great. Uh, sorry. Very clear. Okay. All right, so we've got uh, mic one, mic two, and two mic threes. This is an interesting phenomenon that's never happened before. Some sort of split, or shall we say a, uh, a convergence. Which one do you want to see? I think the convergence is a good one to, to uh, put out there. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective. We're just getting set up here. It is Friday, January 12th, and uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio, 21st in Florida. We hope you come down and join us sometime. I, as you can hear, we have working microphones. Some of them are working in a miraculous way. And so uh, you can come down, play your music, share your poetry, your activism, your community. We've got a couple of candidates, I believe, coming in today uh, from the Green Party. So that's exciting because it is 2018 and there's going to be a lot of political movements uh, going on this year. And uh, we want to be a, a voice uh, here at Mutiny Radio and on the Common Thread Collective to try to see where do we go from here? As Diamond Dave likes to say, Diamond Dave's on his way. He'll be here ever so shortly. Uh, you know, he's moving a little slower these days, um, but he certainly still is full of uh, vim and vigor. I talked to him the other day. He was at the uh, Revolution Cafe and uh, was just so excited about everything happening. And uh, I was, you know, inspired and in awe of our rockedogenarian Diamond Dave Whitaker. And uh, just so you know, I wanted to put this out there. Um, we are here at Mutiny Radio, uh, a community radio station, and um, we are at, we're, we ourselves are not a 501c3 nonprofit. However, we do fall under the umbrella of Media Alliance, which is an organization that's been around since 1977. And they are our nonprofit 501c3 sponsor. Um, so if you would like to help uh, the Common Thread and you want to help out Diamond Dave, uh, you can donate uh, to the Common Thread Collective through Media Alliance. If you go to media-alliance.org, um, find on their page the uh, the Mutiny Radio page, and uh, you can donate. There's a donate button. Uh, what's important if you do that is to make a note in the bottom that it is for the Common Thread Collective. Or if you can't remember the name of our show, you can put Diamond Dave Whitaker or just Diamond Dave. 
He's a legend. He'll be known. Um, but I really want to thank Media Alliance for helping us, uh, you know, be able to uh, get donations for our show and uh, let those people who donate to uh, benefit from getting a, a tax write-off. Um, so that's the way to do it. That's the best way to support our show directly. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll end up. I'll post that that link on our Facebook page so that if you want to do it, you can. Uh, I'm going to play a little more music here while we get things situated and, um, and welcome everybody to the show. Thanks so much. Here's some more music. This is our friends, Emma's Revolution. In the shadow of the wall, we will stand. For our future, for our land In the shadow of the wall, love is strong For those remaining, life goes
here on the Common Thread Collective. A uh, little music from Emma's Revolution we've been playing there. Soft and slow, moving slow. Diamond Dave just chatted chat with him. He's moving kind of slow these days. So uh, he is actually just about a block and a half away, uh, shuffling along, making his way down to Mutiny Radio as he does as his dedicated uh, radio host. He's been doing radio for over 40 years. And, uh, well, he's been saying that since I've known him. So probably closer to 50 years and uh we are just kind of ramping up here today on the common thread collective which is nice because it's just you know it's about the key is flexibility and so that's how we roll so if you're out there thinking about coming down you're like i don't know i've never been in a radio station before i'm kind of intimidated i have this new song i'm not really sure if i like it yet uh don't be we're like the most like open audience you're gonna find um music poetry community activism and uh, as i said uh, a few moments ago i do hope you stay tuned we're gonna get cracking here on some really interesting conversation because we are being joined by two candidates from the green party josh jones who's running for governor of california on the green party ticket and barry hermanson who's running for u.s congress up coming up against nancy pelosi uh and uh for the u.s house of representatives so green party is in the house so here's a little more music but um i want to amp it up a little bit i think we need to get some energy going a little 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 more um I don't know, something a little grittier. So uh, here is some music from our friend John DeGarmo and his all-star blues band called the Bluesberries Jam off their album that they released about a year ago, Bluesville Hotel. You better do good or do right. Mm-hmm. 
y'all are having a good afternoon out there happy friday to you sitting here at mutiny radio for the common thread collective i'm global val and here's diamond, diamond dave. dave welcome diamond that's, dave that's that's what they call me and here i be and indeed it's now a sunny day in the, in the nation the sun is out uh the sun is out and the weather is warm considering it's what january 15th J- january 12th january 12th yep and the weather is warm so coming down we have Blood Flower, of course, is going to kick it off. And then we have uh, the Green Party. Can you get the Green Party candidate for governor? That's right. And for uh, the, the Congress. We're going head to head with Nancy Pelosi. And that'll be interesting. And we'll be talking, that'll be interesting. We'll make it interesting. And this is part of our election series. We hope to be a voice of all this and how it goes and how we run. So anyway, take it away. Good to be here. All right. Right on. Yes, I like that. Kicking off our our, uh, election series. Here we go. And uh, Bloodflower is out at the piano. So uh, thank you, friend. Take it away when you're ready.
Beautiful. Thank you, blood flower. Thank you. Thank you. Play through the pain. Increase the peace. Hey, nice. What a great sentiment. Play through the pain. Increase the peace. Right on, blood flower. This is the Common Thread Collective. And here we are in studio with our guests today. Of course, Diamond Dave is here to um, kind of head up this conversation. Well, my head up, but I'm here. Uh, well, your head's up and, you're, you're, and you're, you're, your bottom's in the chair. Educate, inspire, and keep on, keep it rolling and attempt to discover these, these niches and crannies that one might not be discovered otherwise. Because here we are on uh, Mutiny Radio, and uh, um, and Val, we have uh, the three here. Why don't you introduce yourself? Why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Barry Hermanson. Hermanson. I'm a Green Party candidate uh, running for Congress here in San Francisco. Uh, folks and voters in San Francisco will see my name on the June 5th ballot. And your chief opponent, of course, with the Republicans being kind of minuscule in this city is Nancy Pelosi, am I right? That is correct. Okay. Well, there was Nancy and a candidate for governor and the Green Party is? Yeah, my name is Josh Jones. I'm running for governor uh, in 2018 in the Green Party. And uh, we think we actually have a shot to get into the top two. Well, uh, one thing I realized walking down here is that the governor, unlike the city races, is not uh, one, two, three. Is not uh, is is not one, two, three. Uh, ranked choice. Ranked choice. Is it? Is it rank, Is it ranked choice voting for governor? No, no. Nope. It's, it's it's a it's winner a, take all. It's top two, and so we have something like forty three candidates in the field. Now, wow. if you just grossly divide that up. You took uh, 100%, divided that by 40, let's say, you're going to get about, uh, what is it, 2.5, right? Well, I was one of the, I was the founder of Davis for Bernie over, uh, you know, if you know uh, Davis, California, near Sacramento. Yeah. And so all the organizers know me. And those those people, uh, you know, we were very strong uh, getting out the vote and organizing and you saw the rallies. And that's, you know, they all know me as an organizer from way back, uh, I think it was July of 2015, and we've been going strong the whole time. So if I can pick up something like 17% of the vote, I can get in the top two. Okay, so let's see if I have this correct. Uh, There's there's how many candidates for governor again? I believe that's 43. We're just looking at ballotpedia. And and there's going to be 43 people on the ballot? No, that couldn't be. How Forty-three many, uh, people right now in the primary race, in not the primary on the primary race. Yep. Well, people are going to find that confusing and head scratching. And uh, the, the the leading candidate is uh, is uh, is the Moonbeam himself, Brown. Is that right? Brown is termed out, so he's. Oh, he's he, that's out, why so many people are jumping in. Yeah. That's, of course, uh, that's what people know. I've forgotten that. I'm sure a lot of people listening. Sure. We're not sure. So who do you think? Who's that? Uh, uh, you mentioned Bernie, a Democrat working for Bernie. Now uh, helping get Bernie and Davis. Now who's uh, who's running as a Democrat? Who is the hope to sit in the brown chair? Um, our, okay, so there are what? How many? My campaign manager here knows a little more. Hi, about I'm Josh's campaign manager. Oh, yeah. My name's Sadie Fulton. Um, there are currently ten people running as Democrats in oh, the yeah. race. Um, so the lieutenant governor Gavin Newsom, um, former LA mayor Antonio Villaraigosa, oh, nice. um, a handful of others, um, and it's it's basically all to play for. 
Uh, there's not a lot of the, them. In fact, there's a couple of them who claim to be corporate free, but Josh is the strongest, in my obvious opinion, of the corporate free candidates. And so I think he's the natural inheritor of the legacy that Bernie Sanders has created. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's interesting times here. Um, we really see an opportunity to shift politics after this last year where people who are fed up with both parties and did something crazy and voted for someone, you know, who, who shall remain unnamed. I can name him. We're about Trump. I know, but, you know, it's kind of like Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, kind of I don't want to, it's, it's like poetic. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It's um, In a way, in a way. But what, but what I'm saying is like this, this really does seem like a, an an era of of politics where where we do have the opportunity to start kind of breaking up this two party system, introducing you know finally getting the Green Party into some seats as opposed to just having this you know that they get you know the Green Party often gets demonized as breaking up the yeah. Democratic Party, but really it's a totally different party. It's going for I mean the the Democrats are as you know almost as, as guilty as the Republicans in so many ways, especially when it comes to campaign finance. So if you're talking about corporate candidates, I mean, the Democrat Party, t- you know, they've, they've got their pockets lined as well. I'd, I'd like to make a, a real difference here. Again, my name is Barry Hermes, okay, a uh, Green Party candidate for Congress here. But when I'm out talking to voters, um, many of them are in, in San Francisco. They are registered Democrats. And I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, rank and file voters. It's the leadership of the party that I believe is corrupt. It's the leadership that has sold out. Um, uh, uh, it's all those campaign donations from uh, various uh, industries uh, that uh, uh, really mean that our country is going in a wrong direction. Um, uh, just unbelievable to me uh, that uh, in Congress, uh, in both the House and the Senate, uh, you have uh, representatives, senators, who vote overwhelmingly year after year to fund the Pentagon. And this year, they gave Trump billions of dollars more than he had even requested. And it was overwhelming, the vote in both the House and the Senate. It, it Just stunning. I, you, the Senate vote, for instance, um, I think it was like 89 to 8. And Senators Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and Kamala Harris all voted yes. Hmm. All voted yes. And and it was, you know, normally Bernie Sanders is a strong supporter of military as well. This is my one major problem I've had with him mm-hmm. is his foreign policy. But he voted no this year. Really good. And there was some press that went to Elizabeth Warren's office. I believe oh, she's from Massachusetts. Yeah. And they said, you know, after the vote, they were they were questioning the staff. Hey, what's up? What's up with that vote? Well, this is this is crazy. You gave Trump more money than he'd even asked for, already a bloated military budget. And they were told by the staff, oh, not to worry, that was only um, an authorization bill. When it comes up later in the year for appropriation, she'll vote no. Why does it come up later? Oh, yeah, and I'm going, well, why not tell us how you feel now? Okay, well, let's yeah. talk about now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, is, uh, as you mentioned her, huh. 
She's indeed a senator. She did a, a senator who stood up on many other issues. I just heard her today, yesterday on NPR, talking about uh, the tax thing, talking about a number of uh, other issues in which she's uh, voted right to the degree that I believe that she's waiting for Bernie Sanders to say, Oh my, I'm going to be 82 years old. I was 82 years old, maybe older than I am in 2020. I'm going to, that's too old to go through all of that. I think I'll be an older statesman. And I'm throwing my, my hat to Elizabeth Warren. I believe she's waiting for that. I believe we'll see how she emerges. And to, uh, to, and to, uh, to, uh, 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 we'll see how she emerges. I'll just leave it at that. So let's uh, go on. We're about building a movement. Here in the city. Do you live here now, or are you still in Davis? I I live in Davis. It's okay. pretty nice that it's central to California, so we are we can go all over. We're going to every uh, county, every uh, all of the fifty eight counties in California. I've already been to quite a few. How do you how do you travel? You drive you drive around? Drive myself. Oh my goodness! No airplanes. <laughs> well, you you're, you're a dedicated human being, that's for sure. You must have a map somewhere. Tell, tell them what you're trying to do by, by well, going to each of the counties. Well, I'll get to that. Let's uh, get to it. Oh, okay. Okay, let me, let me get to it. I'm, uh, I'm the questionnaire, the question man here. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> uh, but I'm getting it to it in my way. Now, you sorry, to you. sorry I, said, I said it at the beginning. I was like, Dave's going to steer this conversation. <laughs> I, never, I never say that, but it, it seems to be true. <laughs> I, I handed him something today. Okay, well, I'm steering it. In a, in a nominal sense. I know. <laughs> and I know you know that. I know that we know and here and we know. It's a fine I dance. just have to imagine on the, uh, on the wall of your, uh, of your uh, campaign headquarters, which I guess is, uh, is in your place in Davis. Am I right? Yep. Yep. In your place in Davis, you have a room, your study, which is also a campaign headquarters. Am I right? Kind of. Pretty much. And uh, you have on the wall a map of San Francisco and its counties. Am I right? All of California and its counties, I mean, yes. Cal- Cal- excuse me. All of California uh, and its counties. And next to it, you might have a box of uh, thumbtacks, which as you get to hit a county, you look and see, which, how can I go from county to county? You put that thumbtack in that county and say, covered. We don't have that exact visual, but I like it, and I think we'll put it up after this. Yeah, well, I can't have an exact visual. I'm just having <laughs> that visual. I'm there in my mind, but I'm there in a metaphor- metaphorical sense. Yeah, exactly. But, but we'll need more than one colored uh, thumbtack sure. because we keep going back to different counties. Because, as uh, as Barry mentioned, one of we have three uh, tiers to our campaign. Okay, tell us. Now it's time to tell us. Okay, the third tier, the most important tier is we we think we can win. We have a, we already mentioned, uh, Sadie and I, how we think we can make it in the top two. And if we're going up against, let's say, Gavin Newsom, I think we can win because we have the answers for the people. It's not fed by corporate people or like, uh, uh, you know, focus group or something like that. We have real answers. I can speak from my heart, right? But we have other tiers. Uh, the the number one tier, simple, is get out, uh, elevate the message, you know, of the Green Party, things like that. The second tier, though, is to activate, to go out to every single county, all 58, and activate the Green Party in the uh, remaining counties. So it's how many? How many are left now? Currently, we're active in 33 counties, which leaves a. 25 other counties in which we are working on building an active Green Party presence. So we're actually 
putting a lot of um, priority into smaller rural counties where there is currently no active Green Party. Um, because there's representation needed for the people in those areas, and there's just a big vacuum at this moment. Wow. Hmm. And so, but the U.S. Thing, uh, on, the, on the agricultural front, on, the, on these, these agricultural counties, these poor counties are, poor, are also poor counties, very little are wealthy, but they're beginning to take an interest in, could be taking interest in other things. What can we do? What kind of answers can we get? Whether we have a farmer's union or the Grange or whatever organizations that do exist there, how do you connect to them and bring them in by who you are? And I, and I, I kind of imagine the two of you, uh, uh, the two of you riding together. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, I can see the team, a team, a team, and that's what we need is more of a team. Yeah. We'll get to that very soon. Okay, well, go ahead. And then, Barry, I'll be, I'll be talking to you shortly, but we're going. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Right, so what we do is, um, you know, unlike a lot of other candidates, we go out, uh, we talk to people, and then we, I, I like to ask, you know, what are the problems in this county, and what, what are the problems you guys are having? So one good example, way down south, uh, in Imperial County, there's a big problem with the air quality because the Salton Sea is drying up. You know, the Colorado River water is promised out too much. There's a treaty. It's supposed to go to Mexico. It doesn't even get there anymore. Yeah. It's taken up by uh, Nevada, California, and Arizona. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing to go into the Salton Sea. And there is one, or there are three little rivers that go into it. One of them is called the New River because when we visited, and I took a picture of it, it says Pelegro. Do not go in this river. It's wow. terrible smelling, and its source of water is from manufacturing plants, sewage, and agricultural runoff. Mm -hmm. That goes in the Salton Sea. We went and visited the Salton Sea. That water is kind of a murky orangish brown. Mm -hmm. It smells terrible, and it's drying up. And as that soil is, as that is exposed, these pollutants are then exposed, blows and goes up in the air. It's all over, and it kind of hurts to breathe down there mm -hmm. because it's not near one of the capitals. Let's say it's not near San Francisco, L.A., or Sacramento, or one of the bigger towns, cities. So it's kind of ignored and abandoned. Pollution is just, oh, let's just build things over there, manufacture whatever, and pollute. And so uh, we don't, you know, we'll put it where we don't see it, over by the border or something. So this is a town, this is a county. It's a big problem. Imperial County, Imperial Valley County, which has a large Latino population, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A large Latino population and a large uh, population, um, some are, some are, uh, uh, a large Latino, some are uh, naturally, some are not, some are, uh, and, and so, uh, so I guess it, so your job too is to try to discover is discovering those elements and let's see, use this as a good this is a good example of people who are progressive talking about the documented and undocumented mm -hmm. talking about this very pollutant problem which you're talking about there must be some people in the county who are beginning to stand up and saying we need a, we need some information we need some uh, some uh, to, uh, to building of how we do community organizing, pick upon our community organizing, and maybe do maybe also teaching community organizing, all of that, the things you can do that don't directly involve the governor's race. 
Absolutely. Um, so when we're down there, we're meeting up with activists and people on yeah. the ground. There's a groundswell of new activism, uh, largely thanks to the Bernie Sanders movement, but also Occupy. Yeah. Um, just and, and before and just the times that we're in right now, people are feeling a need to stand up and do something. And so what we're trying to do is get hold of those people, work with those people and offer them the tools and resources that That's we right, have. Yeah. We spoke to, so while we're on the topic of Imperial, we met with a team of activists down there who are going to start a Green Party chapter there. Um, and they are, well, some of them are living in a situation where they live right next to a farm and the farmer is happy to spray pesticides right over their house in the middle of the night. Um, they've got small children. They can't bathe one of their children in the water that comes out of the pipes. So, but they're they're not just sitting down and taking it. They're standing up and they're they're fighting back. And so, being able to help people like that is a really empowering and exciting thing to be able to do. And of course, you're taking with you. I think you said there, but uh, you're taking with you that knowledge which you attained here with the documented, undocumented nation, the nature of the standing up community. Everywhere you go, you have something to carry with you. So whatever happens in this campaign, whether you be one, two, three, or four, you're picking up information, you're organizing as a because I, from what I see of the Green Party, the Green Party needs some more. It's kind of in shambles. It hasn't seemed to be in shambles now. So whatever happened, you're, you're, you're playing a really good role, it seems to me, the two of you. Well, thank you. I wouldn't say we're in shambles. We are doing a okay. lot of building. <laughs> and I, um, if I may, so basically the that? situation that the Green Party statewide is in, either of you feel free to jump in and tell me if you think I'm off base or whatever. Um, we've been keeping the lights on for a long time. That's there have been a about. lot of campaigns in order to fundamentally retain ballot access and it's been necessary to do that the result of that is that we still have ballot access which most third parties do not um and now we're at a point where the tide has changed and it's time for us to start actually fighting to win and so that's what we're here to do um a a lot more green party candidates this election season than there have been i think ever yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so we're going around the and state. And you're going to meet them all, plus uh, yeah. begin to meet local activists, plus being able to, and what you do is not only blah, 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 but also <laughs> listening is just as well. Absolutely. Uh, learn, le- learning, love to learn. These are the words that came to me just before I turned 80 years old. I want to give them to you because I want to give them to everybody. You repeat this after me. Okay. All right. Love to learn. Love to love learn. To learn. Learn to love. Learn, Learn to, to love. love. This never lands. This never, never ends. ends. Yeah, you got it. You're welcome to <laughs> it. Uh, it's my contribution to the Green Party campaign, growing green. All right. Green. Thank you. Green. green. <laughs> now, Barry, here's the candidate for governor. He's moving around. He's got a powerful, uh, powerful woman with him. They're a dynamic duo. Dynamic. <laughs> Yeah, you're pretty much I'm the, the campaign manager. Well, you're a dynamic duo as campaign Thank manager. You. Thank you. Whatever you manage. Whoever's at the wheel... You say it's your turn to drive, and you drive, and you drive on. I can imagine. I just got that in mind. But Barry, now what kind of, I I was in the Green Party back a few a few campaigns ago, mm-hmm. and this guy came in. He brought his crew, and they were and they were from a group called 
the International Socialist Organization, ISO. He was going to run for governor on the Green Party ticket. Mm-hmm. He did, and he, but they really left him in shambles. These people are Leninists. They believe that anything goes. They believe bourgeois morality. And they came in, and I was in the Green Party, and I said, you guys are... I could just shake my head. And those guys, some of them admitted to be members of the group. Others others were pretending to be other members, but were in fact members of the group. And you guys really got rolled over. I think you were there then, weren't you? Yes, I, I think you're talking of a time. It's it's about 10 to 12 years it ago. It is, and that was the end, and, really. Um, um, but that isn't where we really lost membership. Well, I, you did then. We did lose membership then. Uh, but the most significant was uh, during the spring of 2016 when Bernie Sanders uh, was running in the mm-hmm. Democratic Party primary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that decimated our numbers um, as many of our folks re-registered so that they could vote in the Democratic well, Party. I think primary. I did. And, and uh, I, you know, and I appreciate right. people following their hearts and really hoping that uh, – uh, a major uh, a candidate uh, in a major party could actually uh, uh, help to change America, and unfortunately, it it just wasn't to be. Well, it's going to be. It's, it's still going on. It's still uh, going if, on. If, if, right. if you if you stay open to it, that's my view. And there there are, for instance, there's now a whole number of uh, uh, there's the Bernies this and the Bernie Bernie Kratz and the Progressive Democrats. All these are groups of people I think you know quite well. You you run into them, you connect with them, and these are people who came out of the Bernie campaign. That's right. Some of them are Democrats who all, all go all the way back to Kucinich. Like the progressive Democrats go all the way You have the Greens. I don't know what shape it is now. There's all these various, uh, various all these various groups who. Um, uh, I've been bringing, bringing them. I've, I've been bringing some in. I want to bring the Progressive Democrats in. I want to continue to do that to see how the name of the show is the Common Thread Collective, and that's after these lines that came to me from the Spirit. I want to cast a wide net and find the common thread. Right. And so I want to see what the common thread. You have the various people who stayed with Bernie. Bernie's going to be 82. Where is he going to go? Uh, where is the people going to go? Is he going to say, I want to be an elder statesman now? Time will tell. You're running You're running for Congress against Pelosi, who's not the uh, most popular figure among, among these Bernie crowds. Am I right? No, but let me tell you just a little bit of history about that. Uh, for Please voters, tell me. That's what we're about, is history. It, for voters history. In, in San Francisco... <laughs> Um, you've seen my name on the ballot before. Many times. Um, and <clears throat> after the census in 2010, um, I, I got redistricted into Nancy Pelosi's district. I live in the Sunset District of San Francisco. And I thought this was a perfect opportunity to uh, be a candidate opposite, I, I, arguably against the most powerful Democrat in the country. So I became a candidate in 2012, and I did so again in 2014. And each time I, I finished third um, out of the top two um, and received a little more than 6,000 votes. In 2016, in the spring of 2016, I really worked hard for about five months before the election, and I more than doubled my vote total. To, I got up at 14,200 and, but unfortunately, I finished out of the top two again 
there was an independent candidate that um, very narrowly beat out the Republican candidate by 25 or 50 votes. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> and, and so, but what's been consistent in each election, uh, each primary election for Congress in San Francisco, the second place finisher in the June ballot gets a little more than 16,000 votes. Oh. I was about 2,000 short of that. So after the June election in 2016, I didn't stop running. I have been developing my campaign literature, uh, my website, and all of I'm way, way ahead of where I was two years ago. And I'm out on the streets talking to people. Um, I, I will make up that 2,000 vote deficit and much, much more. I, I type, my style of campaigning is is really to, it's a very personal thing trying to get people to stop and talk to me and and I believe that I have an excellent chance of being Nancy Pelosi's only opponent on the November ballot and the reason why that is so significant is because you're also going to see a progressive Democrat on the ballot as well. I believe for voters not only in San Francisco but nationwide that it is very significant to have a leader in the Green Party being the only choice opposite the leader of the Democratic Party on the November ballot. It has the potential of having, uh, getting national attention. And, and this is what I'm really excited about because this will help to build the Green Party not only here in San Francisco, and we are growing. And, but nationwide, as people hear about us. Right. Yeah, because like I said earlier, the, the Green Party has always has been kind of taking the back seat for so long right. and not getting through the primary process to get to the to the actual election days, which would be in November of 2018. And the primaries will be will be June primary. It is June 5th. June 5th. So if you're out there right now and maybe oh and you're, if you're not registered to vote yet, um, go and register to vote. You can do it at the post office. You can go to your local election boards. During green. And you can register online. And you can register the online. Secretary of State. And yeah, I wanted to, to get back to that because in the primary election... Um, and uh, you could fill it, fill this in for me if I'm if I'm mistaken. In the primary election, um, it's designed so that you're voting for a candidate within the party for which you are registered. Nope. Or no. no. Open. Open primary. It's an open primary. Okay, it's an open yeah, primary. So it doesn't matter if, if you're registered Democrat, Republican, Green, Independent, right. or non non party affiliation. Correct. You can vote in the primary election for. So, for instance, in my race, it's pretty much guaranteed. I'm absolutely guaranteed that Nancy Pelosi will be on the November ballot after the June primary. And so the decision for voters is really who do we want to have as her opponent? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you could vote for Nancy Pelosi in June if you're really a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. But if you would like to see a debate about some issues, my major issues are our bloated military budget and universal health care. And uh, two very, very popular issues here, and both of which Nancy Pelosi is on the wrong side of. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have a very public conversation with her. Uh, well, about and, well, in fact, do do they have uh, uh, do they have uh, candidates nights where you can, where you and Nancy Pelosi they will appear in the same? Has that happened with you? Uh, it, uh, not since she was elected in 1987 in a special election uh, for folks who have been in town that long. Um, uh, she very narrowly beat um, uh, Supervisor Harry Britt 
uh, president of the Board of Supervisors. She spent well over a million dollars in 1987, vastly outspent him, and I think beat him by about two or 3,000 votes, a very low turnout, a a, a special election. Um, And since then, uh, she has never appeared in a candidate forum or a debate. And so this is my challenge uh, this year, is is I believe that with all of the work that I have done in the community uh, over the years, I've lived in San Francisco since 1978. Um, uh, I have. You look at my website, BarryForCongress.org. Uh, there's a full resume of the work that I have been doing. Um, I believe that I have enough friends in this community uh, to so that I can uh, be asking for a forum to take place for the first time in San Francisco. Well, this I is democracy. It. Not it should you know. To have our representative actually appear in front of us as she is running for office and have to answer questions, that is democracy. Well, she, Absolutely. Well, she's, and then she's an older lady. I believe she's, I'm, I'm 80. She's not quite 80 yet. Is no, that right? No. Um, I, she's, uh, you know, I don't want to make age a thing. because no, I don't make I'm, a thing. I'm just saying. I'm going to be 66 in a few, okay, well, 67 80, in a few weeks. Fellow. And and so it's and, like uh, I'm I'm an old white guy and uh, and it, yes she's older well, your, your than I am but really gets really fast. Yeah. I, I appreciate your enthusiasm but what I do see is that this my candidate for governor here has a campaign manager who's by his side who he can relate to we can right. ask God well, how does this sound to you who he can uh, he can say can you take the whale for a while I want to sleep who he can kick off what do you think this person that person doesn't all that happen. Absolutely. I'm, I'm 28, by the way. <laughs> and, and I'm 51. You are. You're like younger. Lots 51. of energy. Are you really 51? I am. I just look younger. Oh, you look way younger. <laughs> I, I run a lot, climb trees, whatever. Well, I why have fun. I be 80? Look at me. <laughs> learn to love. Live in green. Love to learn. This is never meant. Why well, see the two of you? And Barry, I think you need to say, you need to find, you say yeah, all your or, friends. Yeah. yeah, who's on you, your team, yeah, Barry? you need to find a team. Like, well, it's, you get it's, it's, but, it's not good for your heart. What I really enjoy is I have a very good friend who uh, does my graphics work for me. And so my literature um, uh, has uh, an impact on people uh, when, when they see it. Um, I hope that you will see me on the street uh, at some point. Um, I, I do have uh, copies of it up on my website, uh, although I think it's kind of small. I need to make it larger. You got some along, don't you? you have any yeah. I, I have these uh, yeah. right here with me. Yeah, pass them around. And, a and it's, uh, one, of, one of them is a. Really people I, I like the the a four by six postcard format because it's very compact, and uh, people uh, when I'm uh, out on the street they will take small things. Uh, if I try to hand somebody an eight and a half by eleven sheet, or mm-hmm. they they don't want that. Yeah. People so, use Barry's graphics all across the state of California. Right, and and so this this one card uh, regarding U.S. budget priorities uh, is a pie chart. And it shows about 60% of in red in the pie chart with military. Mm-hmm. And then below that in green is all of the other things that get funded Very by our voices. government in our discretionary budget right. every year. And, and it is, it's very significant that not only on, on the back side of the card, there is a, a listing of the top five countries in the world um, uh, and their military spending. Um, and the United States just it, it, it 
They out- we overspend, way, way overspend. The other countries are a fraction of what we spend. We are in, we are like, what, in 170 countries in the world where we have a military presence. Right. This is, this right. is imperialism. It's insanity. Yeah. And, and, and we say that we don't have money in this country to be able to educate people. Uh, we don't have money in this country to do infrastructure work, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, student, students come out of college with enormous debt. And that when I was a student, Cal State LA, it was, there was no tuition. Right. I did not come out with debt. Yeah. A public university, right? A yes, public exactly. university public system university. is supposed to be there so that students right. can access their, their local universities That's and not have to pay. That's a way you know? than having to join the military. Right. You know? That's right. Right, and, and hope that the actual benefits are as good as they, as they tell you people, they're going to be. People may not recall. But that be slaves. They want to enslave us. Of course. Be- there's ways they want to enslave us. You could say no imperialism in the Imperial Valley because there's not only the, the mm. imperialism abroad, That's right. but we have the imperialism at home as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I want to see that flyer. It says no more imperialism in the Imperial, Imperial Valley. Vote green. Yeah. And, yeah. and so my, my other card, just to, to briefly describe here, it's it's a, it's a graph, um, and it's the text on the front of it says, in other countries, people enjoy better health care at a much lower cost. And, and, you know, the graph is a little dated. We are currently in this country at an expenditure for health care of approximately $10,000 per person. In all of the other industrialized countries of the world, they pay half or less, and they get better better health care. And uh, it's very important as I get older, uh, in all these other countries, people, the average life expectancy is longer. Now, if you're really young, maybe that's not a big deal to you, but you know, it's <laughs> each passing year, this is much It's more a big important. deal. Yeah. And so- you Better start thinking about it. <laughs> overwhelmingly, the people in this country, especially Democrats, a poll about a year ago showed that about 85, 81% of Democrats support this nationwide to have an improved and expanded Medicare for all. And that even 58% of all voters, so a fair number of Republicans even, support it. So what does Nancy Pelosi do? She says she supports it, but all of her efforts go into actually trying to maintain Obamacare which keeps the for-profit health industry, it keeps the insurance companies, which basically are, are, you know, they're sucking blood out of our system and not providing any benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and she does not do anything to move universal health care forward as a very strong option. And it, it is something that we can implement. We are going to do it here in California. Uh, there's a bill, SB 562, uh, in Sacramento, uh, which we're trying to get moving forward again. Uh, we have like the sixth largest economy in the world. Other countries that are smaller than us have universal health care. We can do it. It's not rocket science. That's right. And yep. it's something that comes out of, uh, I mean, San Francisco is pioneer, has been a pioneer of that with the Healthy San Francisco program. That's right. And so this is, SB 562 is a Healthy California program. I mean, I personally have benefited from the Healthy San Francisco program. Mm-hmm. I would be in a quarter million dollar debt if it weren't for the Healthy wow. San Francisco and, and, and Medi-Cal and, and just these available resources. And um, like you said, you know, this graph you have about, you know, healthcare 
healthcare costs around the world. And these are in countries where they actually have socialized medicine, where people pay taxes and get their healthcare, yep. like, you know, like, um, you know, like Canada, you know, the, the, the Canadians, if you talk to Canadians, they're like, I can't believe that you, that you Americans are so, right. like living with the stress of having, yeah. you know, to potentially go bankrupt over a medical condition. And a lot of it, right. as, as you were talking about kind of Nancy Pelosi, you know, kind of still pushing and, and pulling, you know, towing the line of Obamacare, because she was one of the major people who helped push that through um, the Affordable Care Act in the first, uh, you know, the first session uh, of of that Congress. Um, But uh, there was a bill that Bernie Sanders was supporting in California last year. I forget. It was like, there were so many. The same bill. Was it 61? No, uh, no, it was about the drug bill. Yeah. To, 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 to further negotiate with, with pharmaceutical companies so that, so that we could get, so California could get um, prices that are commensurate with what they give to the Veterans Administration. Right. And that, that uh, the, the pharmaceuticals came, came into California, spent tons of money to, to um, campaign yeah. against it, and so that actually lost. It, it, it didn't pass. I saw one of their YouTube ads, and it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen because it didn't even tell you what the bill was. It just said, this is a terrible proposition. All these people are opposed to this proposition, and the more you learn about it, the less you like it. And they didn't tell anyone what it was. It was shame, shameful. It is. Shameless as well. Yeah, shameless and shameful. Yeah. That's true. That's the state of our politics. But that's why it's very important, and I'm really happy that the Green Party candidates are here. Maybe we could talk a little bit. I mean, we're talking about what, you know, Barry, your issues are so important. These these graphics, these like huge, this pie chart with the huge, more than 50% military spending in red and then like little tiny, you know, fractions for things like science and food and agriculture and international affairs and energy and the environment, Medicare and health, so many, the education. Um, but can we, can we get a broader view of, the Green Party, because I think a lot of people don't necessarily have a, a good grasp of what the Green Party, you know, represents or purports to do in uh, in a party sense. Sure, I, I guess maybe in a little bit bigger. So I mean, I've been saying in, in a very um, uh, basic way, the Green Party is the party of human rights, workers' rights, labor rights, and environmental rights. So it's a party of rights. Whereas the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, they're corporate parties. Uh, unlike the Green Party, which does have full ballot access, unlike the other parties, uh, third parties. And so the Republican Party is a party of, you know, it's corporate and it's also extractive. So, it, But it's extractive of material, right? Uh, cattle ranching, let's say, on large scale, fisheries, logging, coal mining, oil mining, right? All those things. And that fits that profile. And then people who kind of hegemonically align to that would be like workers of those bosses. Mm-hmm. They, they're workers, though. They, they might not understand that they're actually, you know, they're workers. We can speak to them. They have the same problems that everybody else has. So they really should align with the party of rights. But oftentimes they, they think like, oh, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds me. Mm-hmm. But then do they want to be a human being and, a, and not a slave or do they want to be a dog? You know, like maybe think a little higher maybe shoot for the future a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the Democratic Party is uh, the party of, you know, it's a corporate party as well, and it's a party of um, intellectual capital extraction, right? So then you see a lot of emphasis on university education because they need that brain power to do programming, to do banking, to do movies, to do music, well and things like power. that. So it's, so um, really the Green Party 
though maybe people don't realize it, uh, it represents the vast majority of, you know, let's say what people call the 99%, right? It's, it actually makes more sense for people to vote green. What we're doing is going around the state strengthening the Green Party. My campaign is uh, asking people to register to vote green. I wanted to say this before. The Fair best enough. way to do it and the most fail-safe way to do it is to go to www.registertovote.ca.gov because I have personally filled out um, the paper registration form and had my registration come back wrong. I've done that, uh, and I got uh, turned into a Republican before down in Orange County a long time ago. Oh, man. And I was like, I was like, I want to vote for the Green Party, but it didn't matter. I just voted anyway for Camejo, right? Um, back in the day. Camejo. Yeah, back in the day. And he was a cool guy. I met him and, and, and you know, like third-party debates and stuff. And then, you know, then also, uh, you know, so anyway, you can, do, you can do the paper ballot, but... Wherever it happens, I don't know. When they enter it or something, it sometimes gets messed up. Maybe not on purpose. I don't know. But if you do it yourself online, it's fast. You can call and check too. And uh, there's a you look at that. It's that's through the Secretary of State. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we're going around. We're trying to get as many people registered. We're going to be down in uh, what is it? Well, we're going to be in Riverside County mm-hmm. uh, on the twenty twentieth, twenty first. Yes. We're doing a whole circuit in the Southern California area going to like four or five different counties. And on that day, we're going to have a whole bunch of uh, Latinos there. There's a guy running for city council in Coachella. Coachella mm-hmm. And he knows a bunch of city council people down there. He's very close to going to the Green Party. Mm-hmm. He's not right now. I think he's independent. Yeah. But we're, he's excited about, about us visiting and about the, the way the Green Party is strengthening right now. From You know, you've seen it too, Barry, that it's strengthening. Yeah, you see how it's strengthening, and uh, and well, we're working me, so hard. I think what's the I may think what I was thinking of, and what I think we was talking about, is how this uh, uh, Green Party, I assume, is a uh, is a uh, it is not just say it is, but it is uh, should be a top a bottom up uh, a bottom up uh, Democratic Party where people can join and. Uh, and really uh, take a uh, and really be considered to take part in if they want to run as a green they can do that and that you have council meetings and local meetings and meetings of the green party where people get together and decide what it is we're going to do in a democratic manner do you hear me do you, is that what the green party should be green if it's truly green 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 uh, that's just what it should be well it is funny that is one of our principles and we are actually democratic uh, Unlike the Democratic Party, one might argue. It's kind of uh, ironic. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, all the time, I tell people, if you are frustrated with what is going on in Washington or Sacramento or even in City Hall, mm-hmm. and you are a Democrat, one of the best ways to send a very strong message to the leadership of the Democratic Party that what they are offering is not good enough anymore is to re-register as a Green. And we yeah. have open primary in 2018. And and so you can vote for whomever you want, and regardless of the party registration. And yes, if you find in uh, 2020 that you really, really want to vote in the Democratic Party primary uh, because somebody like Bernie is running or whatever, you can always change back. 
I, to uh, be a Democrat. I would encourage you not. Um, I, <laughs> but <laughs> right. but this, it really does send, it's about the most powerful statement you can make to the leadership of the Democratic Party, that you are not happy with what they are offering. I think that's a, a really good point because I, you know, I'll get, obviously I get, I get lots of emails from lots of different organizations that I've like <laughs> tapped into and, you know, you know, taken surveys and things. And I always get surveys from the Democratic Party and like any other political survey, I, I studied political sciences oh, yeah. uh, at cool. U UC Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. uh, not for free, but. Um, <laughs> Actually, you shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. I know, no, it's okay. Know, it's no, sorry, let, my generation did for It's okay. Years. It's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we can, I'll laugh about it. Why not? Um <laughs> You laugh or cry. Anyhow, um, you know, with it, as with any political survey or any kind of survey, you know, you can sway, you, you create the questions in order to, you know, get the types of answers that you want. So every time I, I tap into a Democratic Party survey, I'll answer maybe one or two questions. And then by question three, I'm usually put off because it's obviously, you don't really actually have a choice of, of uh, you know, contributing your opinion. It's like, which one of our opinions do you, can we say that you support <laughs> it's a good way of putting it yeah it's like do you think it's it's is, is it this way or that way and like well it's neither one of those yeah. so um yeah i i i agree with you um barry barry hermanson again is running for u.s congress here in san francisco up against nancy pelosi and um i i agree with you that uh, messages in the form of leaving the party um, need to be sent because that's kind of the only one of the only signals that they're going to maybe even follow mm -hmm. um, because obviously they haven't really been listening um, to a, a lot of people who have been rank and file Democrats for a long time. And that's it's starting to kind of unravel that way. So what do we you know, what do we put in place? Is, is, is this the year of the Green Party, you know, to get up there and be part of it? So well, um, a lot of people. It's a, just a tremendous amount of people are really interested in universal health care, and that should include dental and vision and mental health care as well in California, you know, because it is the job of the leaders to help make a place where the people can thrive. It's not the job of the leaders to help extract from the people and enslave them. And then, you know, we need free public college and uh you know trade schools too yeah and because not everybody wants to go to college and and those jobs are not necessarily the the ones that people are going to get all the time um you know going to the military is not the it's a, really it's a, a sad way to to have to go to get your college education and people come back damaged you know and that's that's really rough and they end up on the street or whatever and we have to address the housing crisis housing is definitely a human right you know we have to in, uh, address the mental health crisis that's out there that everybody sees uh, it's not just that housing costs are, have skyrocketed though they have but sometimes people just need help and of course Reagan decimated the the uh, mental health system mm -hmm. I think we need to go to something rolling back uh, toward what was before Reagan's disaster but not arresting people, you know, a voluntary um, uh, access thing and or, you know, voluntary submission. So I, I have a, actually a solution I'd like to share with you in terms of uh, our homeless uh, crisis that we have. Um, I'm writing a monthly column now for the San Francisco Bayview newspaper. 
Um, and in the December paper, uh, the title of my column was Housing as a Human Right. Yeah. And a significant part of the column was, was talking about a, uh, 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 I believe it's like a 370-unit community in the Phoenix area, actually it's in Tempe, Arizona, that was built in the mid-60s um, as a co-op, uh, cost $1,000 for a family to move in, and the rest of it, uh, the cost of the project, building out the project, et cetera, uh, was financed by a, a, a government guarantee on a loan, very, very low interest loan. And people, when they moved out, they could get their $1,000 back. My younger brother, when he moved in in 1990, it was $10,000 to move in. And I asked him a year ago, you know, what could you get if, if you were to leave there? His daughter is living in the apartment now, or the condo now. And he said about $10,000. Huh. And all of this time, 27, 28 years. So the rent that my niece is paying for a three-bedroom condo outside of Phoenix in Tepe, Arizona, is $405 a month. The market rate, you just do a Google search in that area, um, uh, is over $1,700 for the same thing. So we're talking about trying to have a change in how we perceive real estate in this country for the vast majority of people who really cannot participate in this dream of ever buying a home I, and, you know, and all of that, and then the illusion that it's going to increase in value rather than you know, have some predatory lender come and take it all away from you at some point. A, a co-op or land trust where housing is permanently affordable, nobody is speculating off of it, it provides long-term affordability, and the financing from it, very unfortunately, the federal government in the early uh, 19, late 70s and early 80s, they stopped, uh, the HUD budget got slashed, housing and urban development. Right. And we stopped funding workforce housing in this country. And it can be done again. And, the, and I should really mention that throughout Democratic and Republican administrations since the early 80s, no one has ever stepped forward to say, let's restore this. It's It's just shocking. And so... Modern homelessness in America really started during the 80s. This is when we, and all the, the responsibility of it has been shifted to cities and counties when this is a federal responsibility. And the federal government could guarantee very low interest loans, which, and it wouldn't cost them anything. There's no money up front. It's just, we're going to guarantee a financial institution to lend at a very low interest rate to build this housing for people. And they would never lose because, I mean, it's the property is the security against it. It's, it's, it this is a no-brainer. It doesn't cost a lot of money to do this. Yeah, so. and looking at your, your graph here, going back to the military spending, right? The U.S. is spending 
three times as much money on military as any other country. Um, I mean, the next the next uh, biggest spender is China. We spend three times the amount of military than China does. So I'm looking at the $696 billion 2018 U.S. military spending bill and thinking, wow, <laughs> what could even a third of that do? You know, And we'd still be spending twice as much on military than anybody else around the world. So we've it, it's possible. It's it is, possible. It is possible to do this. It is possible to have every single person in America have a roof over their head. Absolutely possible. We can do this, and we can do it in very short order. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to talk about building a movement. The we, as long as the we is not us, the as long as we who who has a vested interest in the way it is now. It's getting the way it is now. We's in the deep shit, if I may say it that way. Not a shithole. You, you may. We're in a free speech radio. Not a Trump saying <laughs> these are shithole countries. Like Trump does, I say we's in deep shit. Anyway, you can, we can work with that as possible. So I say it's about building a movement. That I believe that people agree. If people can see that this is the way, this is only common sense. If people say we're being exploited and oppressed in every possible way that they can exploit and oppress us, we better get together. So I see this happen. I see you can't do it alone, Barry. I see the Green Party can't do it alone. That's right. I went uh, Saturday to a meeting of the DSA, Democratic Socialists. And it, it was at the... Uh, and uh, and these are various groups that have some of the Democratic Socialists have essentially the same beliefs as the Green Party. Isn't that right? Pretty Democratic close. Socialists. They're not Leninists. Right. They're not Trotskyists. They're Democratic Socialists. And I was there and it was fact. There would have been a good place to have the Green Party that you got to have a table there saying, uh, uh, meanwhile, how can we have a table there? They're going to have another meeting on the 24th. It was fact. I was impressed. And these are young people. That's I was right. the oldest people. I was so impressed. I joined. I'm now back. Bernie and I were members of YPSO. That's the Young People's Socialist League. It was a youth group of the Socialist Party back in the late, late 50s and early 60s. I'm, what, five years older than Bernie. He's an old man. What? But so I was there earlier than he. But he says he not only does he save the Democratic Socialist, he was a member of YEPSO, the Young People's Socialist League. Mm -hmm. Quite different. It's a Democratic Socialist. Now we have the DSA. And I can see natural connections where the DSA takes place, where we try, if it's for true, and if you guys are true, between the Greens and, and, the, and the Democratic Socialists. And so a question, how we can make this happen, right? Um, that's already, to a certain extent, going on. There's a lot of links between DSA and the Green Party, Thanks. and I'm very happy to report that. Um, so Cornell West, for example, he's a leading member of DSA. He was the most famous um, Bernie surrogate to publicly... <laughs> endorse uh, Jill Stein as well as Nina Turner who's not DSA but um so he he's one that we work with uh, Jabari Brisport DSA member in uh, New York um, ran as a green it's it's a common link we work with them everywhere that we can from the I'm a big up, fan of the DSA from the bottom up that's why I'm uh, why I said from the bottom up I just went two blocks from here at the Ellicott bookstore that's where they met on Saturday, Sunday, and it was totally packed. There was standing room only, and people were into it, and enthusiasm was high. And they, oh, and I could see that the Greens, the DSA is going as long as they become free of the uh, uh, people would like to leap in and use their name because I'm afraid of that happening. You know what I mean? That, uh, but I could see a natural parallel, horizontal connection between the Green Party and the and the Democratic Socialists, and 
I'd like to help see that happen myself, I said. I might be a dead, but I, I come from an anarchist perspective, so I'm totally free of all. I'm, not, I'm free to support you guys from an anarchist perspective. So we got the so, people of anarchy. What? Go ahead. I, let me just say one thing. Yes, I, I'm very excited about the growth of uh, a DSA, uh, not only here in San Francisco, but across the country. Um, a lot of, of, frankly, young folks that are, are stepping forward um, and getting involved like I've, I've never seen before. Um, but there's a lot of people outside of that that are, um, been, thank, thank you to Bernie Sanders so much for introducing uh, the word socialism in a very, very good uh, light uh, democratic to, to Americans. Democratic socialism. But, but it's just that in, in many circles, that word has been a very just a dirty word. And so when I'm out and talking, for instance, about health care, um, universal health care is done in different ways in other countries. What we're talking about here in California is essentially socialized bookkeeping where we're getting rid of uh, the proposal is to get rid of the insurance companies and to to put all the money goes into one pot and then gets distributed out but it still gets distributed to private health care providers we are not talking about a government run system a lot of people really are very leery of having the government actually say no you deserve this type of treatment or that type of treatment and and so for universal health care we are taking that trying to take that step forward at least to do socialized bookkeeping and it really makes sense because the concept of insurance is if you have as many people in as possible you're spreading the risk and so our motto within the single-payer movement is everybody in nobody out Everybody in, nobody out. Hey, That's thanks, right. guys. Everybody in, nobody out. <laughs> I'm, um, as I say, looking from an anarchist kind of perspective, and I say I'd be glad to. Anyway, that's who I am, but I see the building of movements important. I believe people are beginning to find one another important. I believe what you're going around, you too. You, as a dynamic duo going around from county to county, finding the, the people who are <laughs> activists, the people who should be. I imagine we have also, we have uh, like the Evangelical Lutheran Church, who are not noticeably progressive. Uh, the, the, the radical Catholics. What? Mm -hmm. We talk to anybody. Well, we want to you know? find some people. You're talking to anybody. anybody who's, who's but you want to find people who are leave to build a movement. Yeah. We're talking about building a movement. Sure, you talk to anybody. Yeah. And we're not but talk, also afraid of bring... talking to country folk that are lefty. Okay. Or even just the down and outs, the people who don't get represented, who, you know, there there are a lot of people who don't know whether they're left wing, right wing, whatever. They don't know anything of that. Right. They just know that they're frustrated and they've had enough. And we want to talk to those people. Well, I talk to them, but at the same time, talk to everybody. But at the same time, I'd be looking to see people who have come a certain way. Yeah. We're interested in myself. I was a, like you talk about the down and outs. I was a wobbly, the IWW. Oh, I love the, the, yeah. the, the industrial workers of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, well, um, anyway, I was going to sing some wobbly songs by my <laughs> uh, pie in the sky, you'll get when you get when you die. Anyway, um, oh, so let's, let's see if we can build a. Um, <laughs> so I'm talking about building a. That how the movement will emerge, the green movement, uh, the, an anarchy movement, a socialist, democratic socialist movement will emerge. People will find each other, begin to meet together, begin to socialize together, and everybody's welcome here. We be the Common Thread Collective Show. 
and you're welcome here to come and uh, uh, and let us know where you're about and maybe uh, what you're about and maybe we can cast that wide net and find that common thread because we be the common thread collective. Yeah. Learning to love and loving to learn. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that if you want to find out about our website, go yeah, to josh4gov.org. That's a number four. So J-O-S-H-4-J-O-V. G-O-V. G-O-V, sorry, dot org. And, and mine is Barry, four, again, the number four, congress.org. There's so a theme. So it's B-A-R-R-Y, number four, congress.org. Well, well, beautiful. We're going to be doing this. We hope to be a voice of all of this as it emerges and as it is going to be emerging. It's still in some ways early days, isn't it right? Yep. Not only in, in 2018, but 2020. Mm-hmm. And we'll see emerges, uh, uh, who emerges, how they emerge. And I like to, uh, I'm a news junkie. You can probably see, may, you may be able to see that, that I'm paying attention. What's happening? How's this happening? Who's, who's happening? And so we're, we're, here we are. And this is what we're about here at the Common Thread Collective. Is that right, Val? Talk to him. Absolutely. I'm really glad that we've been able to kick off our um, 2018 election season uh, series with some uh, Green Party candidates as we look towards the future and, and look at the past and see what uh, see what we can patch up and uh, take into better places. So thank you so much. So again, Barry Hermanson is running for U.S. Congress here in San Francisco on the Green Party ticket. Check out barry4congress.org. That's the number four, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. And And, real quick, Dave, and also uh, we've been talking with uh, Josh Jones, who's running for governor on the Green Ticket here in California. Josh, number four, gov, G-O-V, dot org. And also Sadie Fulton, campaign manager for Josh Jones. So it's been a, it's Thank been great. Oh yeah, and you're welcome here anytime. Anytime, and also we have the on-air number. Um, let's give it now in case people want to call. And you're welcome when you if you're in a Imperial County, wherever you happen to be. And now you have a tool you can say you can uh, you can come and give a call call us, give us a report of what is happening there. You can you can hand the phone over to somebody who's uh, somebody who's been living there. And we can begin, do you hear me? Mm-hmm. You can hand the phone over to somebody's living there so we can be a kind of a tool as well. 515-550-0511 is our on-the-air number. That's right. 415-550-0511. So let's put all this to use, and we'll find that common thread, and, and uh, we'll be learning to love and loving to learn as it goes on. That's great. That's right. And you can always find us on, uh, I'm sorry, we go ahead. No. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. Oh, yeah. We're we're in it together. Yeah. And people can always find um, our show here, uh, The Common Thread Collective. If you go on to, well, we're broadcasting live and also the podcast will appear shortly after the six o'clock hour on mutinyradio.fm. That's M-U-T-I-N-Y radio.fm. And uh, you go to the podcasts and find us, scroll down alphabetically to The Common Thread Collective. Um, And I'll be posting uh, that the, our show also on our Facebook page, Common Thread Collective Facebook page, and um, uh, w- along with uh, your website, so people can can click on that and um, and uh, the link to this to this program today. So t- again, today is January twelfth, twenty eighteen. We're kicking it off the year strong here, Common Thread Collective Mutiny Radio. 
dot FM San Francisco. Come on down, give us a call. Whatever. Just out of your heart, your revolution starts.
Right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Common Thread Collective. Very good day here at Mutiny Radio. Happy to be here and very happy to look out there and see the shining faces of Duo Combio. Kay and Winsong. Actually, Zuli's here, too. And I think she whistled at a good opportune moment earlier where it was like a right on whistle. I don't know if Winsong has her trained for that or if it was just a, just nature's, nature's call to goodness. <laughs> yeah, she's always listening. She loves coming into the show and seeing what's going on. I wanted to give a shout out to the Green Party. Thank you so much to Barry and for Josh and for being here. I really appreciate that. So uh, you've, you've come to, to bring an offering today, so maybe we could get everybody to kind of quiet down on the set out there. Quiet on the set, quiet on the set, if you don't mind. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank yeah. you, Val. Happy Thanks, New Year. Val. Happy New Year. So um, we, have, we have one song to share with, with y'all today. Um, it's an Earth song. I just, I find myself really just tuning into like simple gratitude for like simple things right now because so much is crazy and and just like all of the the aspects of nature right now that are all are all going wild it just um just may it put each of us in like a place of just deep deep gratitude for the things that we do have, like just the earth that we walk on, you know? Um, and so the song that we're going to be singing is, is coming from that place. Um, and give gratitude to the earth as our mother. We have to take care of her. Yeah. And the earth that we walk on, may we bless it with our feet. Yeah. And so the, the second part of the song is just the idea that like that gratitude and that awareness is our prayer and our prayer is our, is our offering. And it's like we can talk and we can do all these things in our lives and we can project all this stuff, but it's like really like what's the intention? And it's this kind of I, idea or I guess this deeper knowledge, this intuition that's like the earth, the, the cosmos, like knows and can feel our intention and when we really sink into that place like that's how we communicate in like the truest form of communication so this is a, a kind of a walking to really feel the feet so I invite you to wherever you are just right left right left, feel it La tierra es nuestra madre, debemos cuidarla. La tierra es nuestra madre, debemos cuidarla. Hey, yango, hey, oh, yango, hey, 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 oh, hey, hey, yango, oh, yango, hey, hey, oh, hey, el suelo que tú pisas. Bendice con tus pies el suelo que tú pisas. Bendice con tus pies. Hey, yango, hey, oh, yango. Hey, hey, oh, hey. Hey, yango, hey, oh, yango. Hey, 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 oh, 
la tierra es nuestra madre. Debemos cuidarla, la tierra es nuestra madre. Debemos cuidarla. Hey, ango ho, ango Con tus pies, el suelo que tú pisas, bendice con tus pies. Hey, ango, hey, ango, hey, hey, ango, hey, ango, hey, hey, Thank you, thank you for joining in. So, as Val mentioned, we are duo cambio. We're actually trio cambio, and um, we have a couple of shows coming up. One is um, we're playing with a featured artist in Oh My Goddess. It's a jam that honors and invites women, self-identified women, to take the stage and offer their songs, poetry, it's an open mic. And that'll be at Artillery, uh, which is on Mission and 24th. That'll be on Tuesday the 23rd and at night. So just come on out. Yeah. And it's Dances of Universal Peace this Sunday. Um, really just peace prayers and dances, honoring the legacy of Martin Luther King for Martin Luther King Day weekend. I know there's a lot, a lot going on. Um, it's just it's it's the time right now, and it's also the one year anniversary of this this crazy shenanigans. Um, so the women's march is coming up soon, um, the 21st. So just everybody, just let's be aware of those things and come out, show up, play music sing songs, be, just be in public space, um, shining our light and inspiring each other. That's, Thank you that's so all. much. That's wonderful. Thank you. Where, where, so this coming Sunday, you're doing Dances of Universal Peace. Where is yeah, that going to be? They're in San Francisco near Presida Park at 410 Presida. Um, it'll probably be cold, so we'll probably be inside. There's a cozy space um, for dancing and singing. All is welcome. All are welcome. Um, they're going to be 11 a.m. this Sunday. Oh, nice. We sing in Arabic, Hebrew, English, Spanish, Sanskrit. Yeah. It's all Peace for prayers. Peace. Beautiful. Oh, Trio Cambio. It's so wonderful to see you, see the, the two of you here. Uh, it's, always, it's always like, ah, it's so light, lighthearted to, to like have you come in and share your joy and your message and your energy um, as, that the, the world really needs. So, Thanks one to no one, Val. Hey, yeah, I'm <laughs> paying no attention to the, to the woman behind the board here. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're all in this together. Um, Thank you. I, I'm, just, I'm just always very humbled to be around so many talented, active people. Yes. So I, I appreciate you both very much and uh, your presence in the community and what you bring to it. So. Thank you. Thanks, Gracias. Gracias. All right.
and have a great show. And thanks to Rainbow for for letting us sing for you. Yeah. <laughs> and Blood Flower. I know. We got. I mean, a show where we've got you know trio combio and blood flower here i mean that's a that's a lot of peace love and understanding i'm honest i gotta say (laughs) more of that more of that we need it um so we'll take a little uh we'll put on some music for a couple minutes and and then let uh rainbow get up there and get set up we're ready to roll thank you for being here rainbow yes you know i surely I'm just practicing to sing on Sunday morn And I knew I'd have to sing Amazing Grace once again And better than any time since I was born Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound That saved a rich black me But now am found I was blind But now I see He brother, your call You got the call in for sure As he walked right by my side Well, I kept on singing I kept on walking Slowly speeding up Welcome back to the Common Thread Collective. That was some music from our friend John DeGarmo and the Bluesberries Jam Band off their album Bluesville Hotel, which is a super cool, um, kind of an all-star blues album. And uh, you can find that 
somewhere. <laughs> They're from, oh, they recorded it live at the Hyde Street Studios here in San Francisco. So again, Bluesville Hotel, a really cool album from John DeGarmo and Friends. Speaking of Friends, we have our friend Rainbow hey, up thanks there. Thanks again. It's always informative and revolutionary and so radical. Thank you. Uh, I'm ready anytime you are. We are ready for okay. you. This is another homegrown. It's called River of Love. Running in a race against all time. I don't want to be stepping out of line Sometimes you get a little tangled up in lady love You know a woman's face can hit you like an iron glove Bell upon the floor with a tortured heart to show. Heaven inside is so far away. Underneath these cloudy skies so gray Well I was just thinking about a lady that I used to see She told me that she wanted to set me free She's gonna spread her wings Guess I'm gonna let her do her thing I'd rather love with all my might Just to know that I done it right and So I purge myself with the sword of the truth And never wanna act on Forever of love it don't come to me I 
guess I'm gonna watch it flow out to the sea Yeah, Rainbow. Can I do another one? You can. Can I can I interrupt you for just a moment? Yep. All right, great. Um, because I, I actually made a little g- goof. Um, I, I, sometimes this happens. Uh, we've got a, a phone call. Who just, it's a friend of ours, uh, my old intern, um, Tyler, who called in just to, just to say hi. What's up, Tyler? Are you still there? I'm here. What's good? Yeah, <laughs> man. Thank you. We're giving we're giving Rainbow's hand a, hands a break here for a minute, um, but we're happy to hear from you. How how you doing, Tip Vicious? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to call in and like hear all the usual suspects that are just you know still hanging around. You know it. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I uh, this is the most surprising thing that's happened to me since I've been gone. Uh, I got contacted by Bloodflower via social media, which completely caught me off guard. Sure. I thought the Illuminati got him or something. <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, he actually encouraged me to call in and stuff, and I wanted to say hi real quick. What's up, Diamond Dave? What's good? Tyler, <laughs> here I am. Hey, hey. Here I am saying Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. Hey. <laughs> I love it, I love it. So hear yeah, your voice, but when are you coming back? I remember those times when you're a regular participant. We're very high times here on the show, and now you see we're still doing it, and we'd really love to see you. Where are you at the moment? Are you out of town? Are you in another country? Right, right now I'm in Sacramento. Um, I've been in Sacramento since I disappeared that one faithful day. Um, but... <laughs> I definitely wanted to like apologize because I, I, you know, I was there and I had the commitment to the show and I really just dis- disappeared. Had a lot going on for me, and um, I mean, I always have a lot going on. Uh, but I, you know, that was kind of unfair and like. I definitely no, it's a, this show is organic. It happens. People come and they go. People stick around right. as long I mean, as they can. If they're called off to do something else, by all means. So, uh, yeah. what, what? No hard feelings. Not at all. We're <laughs> so good. It's typically new and tired. So, what are you doing these days? Are you participating in events? Are you doing events? Are you performing? Are you, are you participating? Are, what are you being? Man, okay. So, right now, I am legally trapping. Um, for for our Caucasian audience out there, I am selling cannabis legal. <laughs> Freedom. But um, I'm working for a really good company out here as a delivery driver um, for medical cannabis. They're called Humble Root, and um, I'm really excited to be with them. They're like kind of the on the forefront of uh, cannabis distribution via delivery. In fact, they were. Um, some of the people that were going to legislator meet- meetings and and actually talking to lawmakers when they were working to legalize cannabis and a lot of the legislature that was on the table had nothing to do with delivery so if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be able to you know be in business so i'm really excited to be with this company they're very politically minded and 
um, it's, it's a cool opportunity for me to kind of expand on my cannabis industry, uh, experience. So, I mean, that's me right now. I've just been working a lot and I'm actually, I have a, a record coming out soon. Um, I'm working on a music video. I mean, I'm staying busy. I, I've really just kind of taken some time to work on my craft and I've been, when you're ready. When you're ready with the right, record, right. then come on down. Record under your arm. Come on down, and we'll give it. It's it's, uh, it's uh, what it's uh, radio uh, internet whatever debut, radio internet uh, uh, right here. So come on down. We'll see you. We'll play your music. We'll talk to you. We'll talk about delivering cannabis. In fact, about cannabis itself, yeah. not hey, just medical, but also recreational. You can bring some too if you want. Bring some of that along. <laughs> You know me. I mean, I don't think I. There was too many times I came to Mutiny Radio without it. Oh, uh, I, me I, and Blood Flower in our, our intro to the day. Well, <laughs> um, out front. Oh, is that bench still there? It, it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that you guys could probably find some of my weed from like sitting around. Uh, from <laughs> time I, was there. I don't know. There's quite um, a few scroungers around here. No, you say uh, you mentioned uh, we not, have another distinction. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> Distinction, I guess, is still being made between the medical marijuana and uh, rec recreational, recreational marijuana. Now, is mm -hmm. your the company you work for? Will they deliver anybody if somebody calls you? I'm over 21. Here I am. Can you can you bring me an ounce of weed? Will they do that? No, no, absolutely not. So actually, recreational marijuana is still very much in its experimental stages here in California. What's well, legal now? I will be the first. Yeah, yeah, um, to some extent. So uh, it's it's legal to be 21 and possess it. But uh, thank you, Jeff Sessions. If you get stopped by a federal police officer okay. for any reason, they could they could treat you like you're in Idaho. It doesn't matter where you're at. Um, well, that's what he's encouraging. But um, anyway, that's not here nor there. Um, recreational is still a very very small market in California. As far as I know, there's only about there's like a handful of you know storefront dispensaries that are able to sell recreational um and those are people that probably had a lot of money just kind of saved up so as soon as they were like you need to have this this and this for your facility and this, this and this for your employees they were able to you know make that transition very easily um for the rest of us, you know, we're still on medical cannabis, and if you're a patient, I would definitely encourage you to go and do some soft reading about that because there's a bunch of stuff that pertains to you um, and what you're allowed to do now here in California, 2018. But um, no, we're just medical um, for now, but uh, we're working on our, our, uh, our recreational license, um, but that'll probably be a couple months down the road ones on Mission Street are now becoming recreational as soon as they possibly can. And over right. my, uh, where I live, uh, at the flower shop, we have this huge sign that's aimed at the people on 101 heading north and south to Silicon Valley every day, bumper to bumper. And, it's, and it just says, legal now, we deliver, and has a... Uh, and has a, 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 a website, so I think it's a right. bit, bit like like uh, like uh, when you want to call, you're not calling a cab, you're calling a, a what? Uber. You're yeah. <laughs> 
something similar to that. Um, yeah, they, we have like a website. An Uber and, and they arrive. I don't know if they come on horseback or they come by bicycle, but they say we will <laughs> be there. There should be a strain called Paul Revere. The Paul Revere. Paul Revere. I'm sure there is. They've gotten pretty creative with these names. Oh, it's amazing. But, uh, <laughs> well, but, um, t- t- Tyler. Hey, listen, guys. Yeah. I, uh, I actually called in on my lunch break, um, but I did want to, you know, stick around and just say hi to everybody. But I, I got some, like, new poetry and stuff. I'll call back next week and we can chop it up a little bit harsher. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, let us know when you want to call in. Um, you've been in the booth with me. Sometimes I see the phone ringing and we're in the middle of something, so I don't actually get to answer it. So if I know you're going to call in, uh, we'll, I, will, I will answer it. <laughs> I will make sure to answer it. Uh, it's my thing. It's my thing. So um, we are all in touch in, in various ways through social media and whatnot. And good to hear from you, Tyler. Tip vicious. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming of Rainbow. Here's one more song for us. Thank you. Thank you for your patience, Rainbow. Thank you. It's always no problem. I feel like a wolf on the edge of the night Waiting for the moonlight And I'm hoping it'll be alright I'm hoping it'll be Sure,
sure of well and nobody comes and all the people are saying no to the bomb Yeah all the folks smoking the smoke with the presence of mind thinking Snapping is coming back. I noticed that, that, that I told you about going to the meeting of the Democratic Socialists, and they don't clap hands; they they, they finger snap, and that took me back. Uh, something like, uh, and that took me back, of course, to the 50s when beatniks we were called. We finger snapped. I think it came from there, but it's coming back. I notice. I've noticed. Yeah. And poetry is coming. Hip moments where hip you, moments. you agree with the, the content that's coming out and you appreciate it. That's and it. We, we, we appreciate uh, Rainbow. I love that song, Thinking of Ways to Be Kind. If I ever do a best of for Common Thread Collective, that song's going to go on it for sure. Right on. Hey, and Bloodflower's here. He's going to share a sonnet. Yeah, I think we're winding up with some poetry. Val, uh, is that right? Yeah, we've got, we got uh, Allison we B. is here. We have uh, the, 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 the lady, the librarian lady. She's got a poem. Um, is that right, is that Allison? Yes. She's got Jack a poem. Michelin. Jack Michelin. Oh, oh my old friend. He was, a real, uh, well, well, he was really my old friend, too. But that goes back many, 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 many decades. All right, so it is... Uh, I got, I'm going to read some Rumi. I found oh, a new book of Rumi. Okay, right great. On. Well, just to, keep every, just to keep everybody uh, informed, uh, it is the time is 5.21, and so uh, we've got about 20 more minutes or so before we wrap up. So um, it's time for poetry, folks. Looks like Bloodflower is ready with his sonnet. Then we'll go to respect for people's neighbors. Allison B, and then we'll go to Rumi and see what happens after that. Um, this sonnet, as uh, usual, is uh, untitled. Crazy Cat. She's Queen Bee. Ignatz. He'd like City Mouse. That's Ignatz tossing a brick at Officer Pup's dopey head. Knocks his beat cap off, it does. Bringing Crazy Cat to downright smile. Officer Pup, he loves sick for the Crazy Cat love now. Suffers unrequited headache nights trying to crack the case of Crazy Cat's fearless heart. Ignats know the way of love, sister. Toss another brick. All the corners creep into an ink-like shadow, a chill place to smoke, till fella says twenty-three skidoo. Ignats hoist his axe and move along, all lawful-like. Crazy cat, 
she's uh, worked up down at the carnival there. She bring the hammer down hard on love, sister, no shit. Shattering pup's windshield with a rebel girl kick. Yeah, the rebel girl kick. As thank we, you. Thank you, Bloodflower, as we rev up to next weekend, next Saturday, the Women's March 2.0. First we marched, now we run. Uh, so, very cool. Very cool. A contribution here. If we can. the Women's March, that's, that's a week from tomorrow, right? That's right. So let's talk about that. Let's bring some people in. Let's each, each one of us see what we can do. And tomorrow, next Friday, a week from today, on the show, let's talk about getting together. And I think I'll have a brunch at my house, too. If people are too late for that, we can have a brunch at another day. Um, well, we'll have... Uh, and uh, that you're all invited to come. Let's talk about being a, uh, some kind of a contingent of the Women's March. It's going to be huge. Mm. It was huge the first march. People are, are, are champing at the bit, if I can use that phrase. Champing at the bit, ready to hit the streets. In the time of Trump, in the time who says that he calls other countries, like Haiti and African countries, shitholes, when the, the list is endless. People are ready to hit the streets, so let's hit the streets. Right we can have a banner that says Common Thread Collective, or can, have that, can carry that banner. I believe there's a... Uh, I believe there's a banner for a um, mutiny radio banner, isn't there? Let's see what we can carry to identify ourselves, say we're in, in it together. How about that, you guys? Hmm. All right. I, things coming together. Uh, and I things had a, coming uh, together. And then, um, was there a... a Turning a, Gears, Sunday, 4 to 6, Adobe Bookstore. Um, Tom, Tom Stolmeyer, who goes by Tom Storm now. Uh, me and uh, several other... Um, Oh, you, uh, Val, Global Val will be there as well. I That's was just right. informed by and, Global Val. And James Ellis. And James Ellis. I so was just about to, yeah, you thank know, you for announcing Be that. there or be square, as they say. That's right. And that's that's hosted by Kim Shuck. That's every um, second, is it second Sunday? Every um, at Adobe Books, it's been hosted by Kim Shuck for a few years. It was at Modern Times Bookstore before it closed, and now it is at Adobe Books. So um, come uh, four o'clock. Uh, it's two hours. First hour has featured poets, and the second hour is an open mic. So everybody's welcome to come and be a part of the Gears Turning Poetry Series. Turning Gears. Um, I haven't started Okay, it's not. So we've got more poetry. I see, Dave, you've got Rumi open, and then meanwhile, Allison B. can move over to that blue microphone and get ready to share some Jack Micheline with us. Go for it, Dave. No, I'd be glad to take part in an. Uh, I'm glad to take part in an open mic with Kim Shuck for sure. That'd be beautiful, and that's Adobe. For sure. Adobe okay. Bookstore, 24th Street, this coming Sunday, the 14th, from 4 to 6 p.m. You mean day after tomorrow? That's right, this weekend. Beautiful. Looking forward to it. Any farther later than that, it gets lost in the, in the, in, in the my length of time. I'll be there Sunday. Okay, this is, I just opened to this. I hadn't seen it before. This is a uh, book of roomies I hadn't seen before. Uh, well, it's, it's called Love is, Love is a Stranger. And this is one called The Intellectual by Jalud Rumi from the 15th century. The intellectual is always showing off. The lover is always getting lost. The intellectual runs away, afraid of drowning. 
The whole business of love is to drown in the sea. Intellectuals plan to repose. Lovers are ashamed to rest. The lover is always alone, ever surrounded by people. Like water and oil, he remains apart. The man who goes to the trouble of giving advice to the lover gets nothing. He's mocked by, he's, he's mocked by passion. Love is like musk. It attracts attention. Love is a tree, and lovers are its shade. Thank you. That be Rumi, the, the, the Rumi translated from the what language? What language, Allison, is that translated from? Well, um, I believe he was Persian. That's right, Persian, and so he's speaking what Farsi. Thank you. And uh, so that's translated from the Farsi, and Jalun Rumi. So and, and here's uh, here be. Here be our man Jack uh, Michelin. A couple of Jacks, is Jack, anyway. Um, Jack Michelin, and you know there's a picture, those of you listening, who if you haven't seen a Jew, on, on 20th and uh, just, uh, just almost to Valencia, between Valencia and Mission, you'll see a uh, portrait. Have you seen that? Of me standing there, reading, and, and hanging uh, like a ghost hanging over my head. The ghost of the spirit is none other, none other than Jack Michelin. Yeah, it's right across from that little grocery store grocery on... Store. Um, through 20th or 21st, there's a mural. Yeah, yes. 21st in Valencia. The thing that used to be Radio Valencia, now it's Valencia Whole Foods, right across the street from that. Yeah, it's yeah. kitty corner from what used to be Veracocha. Exactly. Near the little sidewalk right. juice place. Yeah. Well, anyway, so there it is, and now and here's yeah. Michelin. It's a cool and mural. Some, the artist, I think, had a reason, wasn't my choice, to bring Michelin and Diamond Dave together as a full-size portrait. Go, go for it. I'm sad. Maybe too much sad. Um, I brought this book. It's called One of a Kind. It's the writings of Jack Michelin. Um, it was put together by Ugly Duckling Press. And um, I think it was put together after he passed away. But um, it might still be available. I found it um, um, on 24th Street last year. The place is where you hung out. Yeah. So this one's called The City of Time. And um, Jack wrote this in January uh, 1984. But um, somehow, even though the city has changed a lot, some things never change. And um, so I have this, and then I have one little teeny tiny verse from Ram Das who in his way is also a poet. That's for sure. no doubt. You're here now. The city of time. They race, paradise, they scheme, they hustle, they con. No magic, but in nature. The trick of time, no magic in their eyes. Time waits for no one. In time, no one waits. Those that wait like slow trains, the air eats at them. The sky moves on, a baby carriage, the walk of shuffling feet, the self-consciousness we all feel, the bartender, bored and restless. Time is an incomplete pass. 
sailing along in the end zone. At the zoo, the gorilla walks up and down in a cage, passing time, the convict, the secretary, the gallery owner, surrounded by his walls full of art. They all walk up and down like the going and coming to work, moving like the wind, anonymous and unknown like the seaman, the sailor, the wanderer. All in the same beat across the seas of time, the eyes, the eyeless of a city where the drummer beats, 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 and the funky piano moving to the fingers of Bert Bale, his horse laugh catching the latest rag. And that was just page one, you guys. Um, maybe I'll do page two and three another time. Thank you. That was really, that was a really cool one. The pace of it, the pace of it. I'll let you browse through that while I grab When you know the poet, of course, from the post, of course, you remember it or read it or hear your reading with Jack Michelin, now long gone, well, about five years dead. Uh, with Jack, Jack, uh, Jack Michelin walking inside my head, saying it with the lips moving, saying it. Oh, that was yeah. beautiful, wasn't it, Val? It was, and you know, there's that line in there about the gorilla in the cage pacing out of boredom. You know, I was driving past the zoo earlier this week, and um, I was thinking, it made me think about all that torrential, well, okay, that downpour, all that rain that we have, you know, where you have all these animals who are, you know, in this kind of, uh, you know, mm, the environment that they're put in from all these different places where, you know, they've adapted to, to nature in so many different places around the world, and now they're, you know, out by ocean beach and you know kind of subject to you know uh, you know to all the elements that are out there um what a strange existence that must be um thank you for um letting me read that because it's been many many years since i met jack at um cafe babar which a lot of people know about and have heard about and every poet in the city has read there I'm sure, and Tom, who's reading at um, Adobe, um, I met him at a Babar reunion last year, and um, he had amazing stories about his travels to Prague, where I met uh, a little known here, but probably known worldwide, a poet who moved there um, over 20 years ago, Laura Conway, and... um, a lot of people I know know her, and she moved to Prague, right. um, writing poetry and um, and working in the community there. And I know that Tom went to meet her, and um, it turned out all the poets in San Francisco do know each other. And I think I learned I that when I met Jack. Well, I was sure that Barbar. I met Jack separately before Barbar, but when he first came to town, I was on a uh, twenty-two Fillmore. And I heard this voice with this guy, the person behind me on the bus, talking to this young woman, carrying on, carrying on. And I was fascinated. Then I was uh, totally fixated by his language and what he said and how he said it. And I turned around on the bus, and there behind me, he said, and I heard his first words, he said, what are you looking at? And uh, when I turned around, and I, I said, I was looking at you, I forgot what he was saying. I said, so, but we got drawn in together, and that was on the, um, 
on the uh, on the on the 22 Fillmore. Mm-hmm. He just left Greenwich Village and come to San Francisco. I think it was, it was in the middle middle or later 60s. Wow. When he first came to town, maybe the 70s. I forget the time, but that's when I first laid eyes on and first had a conversation with uh, Jack Michelin. Well, um, the other great thing about the city is that not only does do I feel like people know each other from one neighborhood to the next, but Ouch. all around the Bay Area, people have heard of this other person, Ram Das, mm-hmm. who did say, be here now. And the answer to that is today, 50 years later, I guess. It's called Nobody is Going Anywhere. This is um, a short verse from his book from the 60s. And so, um, dear Uncle Donald, as I refer to our president when I'm at home thinking in German about how do people feel about our president around the world. Dear Uncle Donald, nobody's going anywhere. Nobody is coming from anywhere. We're all here. We're all here in eternal time and space. We're always going to be here. We're just doing Lila Rasa, the divine dance. We're dancing and dancing and dancing. Dance after dance in one body, in another body. And we're all here. We're all staying right here. And of course, he was... um, uh, Thank you, Ram Das, wherever you are. And Ram Das, he's in Hawaii. He's in some kind of ashram in Hawaii. That's where he is. And he was uh, Richard Alpert, and he's uh, they shared might have shared the office, but they were in the so he and Timothy Leary were in the psychology department at Harvard, and they began to know each other, and then they began to exchange. Uh, they, they, then Timothy Leary brought the psilocybin. And then, uh, then, uh, the, and uh, then they went down to Mexico, and in the process, Richard Alpert became um, Ram Dass, and Timothy Leary became an ever wilder Timothy Leary. So, and so it goes, to quote. Uh, well, luckily, a lot of us are still here, and including Ram Dass, who was born April sixth, many, many moons ago. I think he's in his mid eighties now, and. Um, the reason I um, decided to open the book I brought with me today is because something that Duo Cambio said um, when they introduced their song. They said, it's like a prayer. And um, every verse in this book, Be Here Now, is a small prayer for all of us to carry around with us. And I thought that was a good way to kick off the new year that... Um, we're all here, and nobody's yeah. going anywhere, and we're all dancing. Another Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Dance on. Hey, Val, Thank you, you Allison. You, you always uh, add a lot oh, of, of, of richness to to our conversation, and the, the literary, um, you know, interjections that you bring are really, um, I, I really appreciate them. And thank you, thank <laughs> you, and thank you that you guys are again here. Every week, every week, every week, the beginning. Thank you that you're here this year because now we can, um, you can help us all get together for that march that we can celebrate each other while um, resisting 
the long year that it's been. Many marches. And the long year to come. And part of the reason why we're here, we should thank our sponsors, Organic Valley, Family of Farms. Thank you so much for sponsoring us this year again. And all of last year, pretty much all of last year, um, we were uh, really honored to have your support. And now this year, we've added a sponsor. We have Dr. Bronner's to thank. So um, two really amazing uh, companies uh, with, with, you know, environmentally conscious socially conscious products um so yay thank you so much for your support and i also want to say a big thank you to media alliance um the local nonprofit uh, that has taken us under their 501c3 umbrella wing and so if you'd like to make donations to the common thread collective you can make them through the media alliance website that's media-alliance.org um make a donation and the important thing is to make a note um, when you do so to say that it is for the Common Thread Collective or Diamond Dave here um, at Mutiny Radio and uh, that will support a lot of different amazing programs, uh, not just ours, but also the great programs that Media Alliance is doing. They've been around for almost four, like since 1977, and uh, they do a lot of uh, great classes sometimes. So we'll um, pretty soon uh, here on the Common Thread, we're going to have the executive director of Media Alliance oh, come yeah. in and join us, Tracy Rosenberg. Um, so stay tuned for that. That'll be a really interesting conversation because Media Alliance does have a political edge to it um, as they continue to support uh, local uh, projects um, and uh, hold classes for people to improve their, their media skills. So check out Media Alliance and um, and we thank you for everybody for your support. Um so I figured, Dave, uh, I would read some poetry from Kim Shuck. Please do. She's our poet. Be Sunday, of course. That's right. She's our poet laureate and has been a regular participant. And let's invite her for Sunday. Let's invite her to come back to, uh, let's see if that could work out, to come back here to the uh, Common Thread. That'd be great. Our poet laureate, Kim Shuck. I remember when I said to her, I had this a moment's revelation. was right here, and I'm looking at her. And suddenly I had a revelation. I could scull at that. And I said, Kim, are you up for Port Laureate? And she said, yes, I am. Do you remember that? Yes. And yes, yes, I do. Yes, I am. And I was so, ama- I was so amazed at myself and, and the fact that I had that revelation. And in fact, I, she is a Port Laureate. So fuck yeah, it's been a great show. I've enjoyed each and every one of your participants. Think green. Think, uh, think, uh, think it all. We, we, we think rainbow, because here we are. So, I'm, so take it out, will you, Val? And thanks for all you do. Thank you, sister. All right, Dave. Thank you. So, yeah, here's a poem from Kim Shuck's book, Sidewalk Ending, and uh, it's called Urban Secrets, Confessors to Crows. Kim Shuck. Along these roof lines are such wandering, wondering grotesques who knows where their persistent curiosities thread their prying fingers or into what undersurface cisterns and chapels their imaginations take. Poems of sifting and agates to burn? Stone ash could drift, 
could be carried in the hair of household pets and in the childlike eyelashes of involuntary relocated at every age and placed and carried home to their loved ones. Maybe the secret that feeds the next great questioning impulse may rattle the bells of human exploration of our own fingertips questing or discovery, a result that even the whispering of crows did not predict. Thank you, Kim Shuck, and thank you. I'm looking forward to being part of your uh, lineup at Gears Turning uh, Poetry at Adobe Books on Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m. over there on at Adobe Books. We love Adobe Books. All right, here, I'm going to read a little poem, too. This is a short one. It's, it feels unfinished because I'm pretty sure I had to get off the bus. Here we go. Crinkle, 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 crinkle sounds over here on my, on my left here. <laughs> it's okay. Humanity stumbles over itself trying to get somewhere. Feet are not adept like cats, nor do they inherently organize like ants. They do carry on, bumping into each other on their way to work, eat, and play. I'm Global Val, and I really am so happy to be here. I'm really proud to be a part of Mutiny Radio um, for so many years running now. It was my New Year's resolution of 2011 to come every Friday. And uh, while well, you do the math, it's 2018. Uh, it's it's a real pleasure and an honor, and it's really great to be here and, and have voices that can that don't always get the, the airtime. Uh, we want to thank our guests, uh, the Green Party candidates who are here earlier, Josh Jones, who's running for for governor and Barry Hermanson, uh, who is running for U.S. Congress uh, up against Nancy Pelosi here in San Francisco. So um, uh, it was a really great conversation, a way to kick off our election coverage, as we like to do here on the Common Thread Collective. So uh, go out to the free farm stand this Sunday. It's the new kickoff, 23rd and Treat, 12 o'clock on Sunday. Go get some free organic produce, hang out. Um, Shanti Shanti, you could just grab a number and, and then uh, go hang out on the grass and uh, meet your fellow human beings. Here's a little more music for you. Um, if we can, we might have one more secret special guest if he comes in uh, in the next two minutes. But other, if not, um, thank you so much for tuning in. And stay tuned because Mutiny Radio has tons of shows. Coming up next is the Comedy Hour, uh, Happy Hour Open Mic, followed by Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse later tonight at 8 o'clock. Um, and again, if you'd like to be a DJ here, email the director director at mutinyradio.fm. Learn how to run the boards, get your own show, two hours, just lots a week, free speech radio right here in San Francisco's Mission District. So peace, y'all. We love you. Now, yeah, Dave. Let's say this. Okay. Because this, this is kind of a problem. People say to me, I hear you're a DJ. Now, DJ is disc jockey. This is a DJ to me means somebody who plays records and has a little chatter in between. Isn't that right? But but we're but what we do is way is, is different than that. It's way beyond that. We're mostly live, and we have far more conversation than the usual DJ. So you can see DJ strictly. You see DJs as, as somebody's doing anything they want, anything they do, anything they come up with, whatever is there thing on uh, on uh, radio, internet, whatever it is we're doing. Or but but a DJ is somebody pretty strict who plays records. 
and uh, primarily plays records and and is a disc jockey. The jockey, the disc is a, is the is a horse, and the jockey is a driver. See what I'm talking about? I do, and you know we we can we really do it all here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, if you have some vinyl you'd like us to play, we can do that. If you're pressing your own vinyl these days, and and you want and that's your music musical medium, that's awesome. We can play your CD. We can play uh, your MP3 if you bring in. We can plug in your phone if that's the only place you have your 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 tracks laid. If you want to, uh, you know, like do hip hop and or spoken word over your music tracks, we can plug that in and we'll give you. A microphone. There's many different ways for you to share your content here on Mutiny Radio. If you have a book or if you, or music, whatever you want to do, you can send it to us here at 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. You can give us a call on the phone. We can interview you that way and play your music from the internet. There's so many possibilities. Um, and I, if you know more than I do, let me know because I want to learn. I'm in a learning mode. Uh, I'd like to keep it up and uh, we're just expanding here so flexibility is the key, flexibility well, is the key. key. Feel free. <laughs> all right here's some more music from john DeGarmo, the bluesberries jam blueberries jam yeah featuring uh, also ubi doobie whitaker dave's oldest son on bass oh yes
told you there would be an extra, extra special guest coming in. James Ellis made it. Just just one toke over the line, but here we go. Uh, thanks, everybody, with Bloodthar on piano. This is Hafez. It's translated by Mr. Daniel Ladinsky. A Year with Hafez, the book is called. Inherent in most suffering, especially that of the mind or heart, is feeling, is believing that you can miss something in life. But that is not true. On your wedding day with the sun, one of his presents to you will be if you want it, every experience that has ever been known or can be known. Yes. A divine treasury awaits each soul. It is the infinite, infinite possibilities that you can really borrow from at any moment. Right now. The piece continues. I wonder how God ever gets any work done when he could just be gazing at himself in awe all day. What discipline he shows. I'm talking about a real problem that will challenge you someday, though you may know nothing about it yet. Splendor. Taking over the place and rising from your body like a sunrise. God sitting on a hill needing to bask in you. For it is true, we help sustain existence. Mm. All types of fishermen, merchants and seekers will gather around you when you reach your goal. They will be wanting to cast their nets into the brilliant salmon run you become. Leaping into the sky, offering to take any near along. A great meditative finish to our show today. The Common Thread Collective, MutinyRadio.fm. We love you. Peace, y'all.
pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and I'm giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a Alright, deep in the mission cool. district where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to ten PM. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. 
It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel And all the stars are just like little bits.